0: Good evening and welcome to a long overdue paranormal special, with these 20 eerie scary paranormal stories, including a couple of sleep paralysis for some good measure. I hope you all enjoy, and be sure to leave a like if you do. But without further ado, let's begin. Number 1 I heard this when I was in Korea, one day a girl was walking home late at night after work or something. It was dark and around midnight, she lived in an apartment where they had an elevator. She got in the elevator and when the door was about to close, a strange man with very red hoodie entered the elevator. He apologised for scaring her and asked which floor she was heading to, without making any eye contact. She told him out of fear and the man casually presses the button and the one below. As they were on the way, he asked her for her cell phone if he could use it but she declined out of suspicion and isolated herself in the corner. After seconds of silence, the elevator arrived to the floor below one to which the girl was heading to and the door opened. The guy slowly walked out of the door and turned around facing towards the elevator and the girl and just stared at her without any movement. Slowly the door started to close and form the gap. She could see him turning around heading up for stairs, pulling a knife out of his pocket. Two days after my grandfather died, the neighborhood security guard knocks on our door on a Sunday morning. He told us an old man came to our house earlier, knocked on our front door and finally left. When I asked him what he wanted, he told me he needed to say goodbye to someone he had never had the chance to meet. We were all stunned and had no idea who this old man was or who he was looking for. When the guard came in, he shouted, that's the old man, pointing at a picture of my grandfather. My entire family froze for a minute. I'm not 100% sure if the guard was telling the truth, but I almost like believing that was my granddad, wanting to say goodbye to my newborn sister before resting in peace. When my family hit hard times, we had to move into a small house where our uncle had recently shot and killed himself. He had done this because of his depression after his wife had overdosed on pills and died in the summer before. It all happened so quickly, that when we moved in, there was still a lot of blood in one of the rooms. But on the third or fourth night of living there, my sister and I, who were sharing a room in the tiny house, were awake in our room playing video games at about one or two in the morning, when someone knocks at our door. We didn't think anything of it, and shouted for whoever it was outside our door to come in, but no answer, but then another knock. We stopped and stared at the door, and another knock comes. The doorknob does a full rotation and snaps back as if someone turned it and let go very quickly. I get up in the door expecting to see one of my other sisters or my mother, the only other people in the house. I open the door and stare into an empty hallway. I walk down the hall and peek into the other bedroom. My two younger sisters and my mother are both fast asleep. I have a really good one and this is actually true, it happened to me. This could have been a dream, but I testify to this day that what I saw was a ghost. So here I am, a young boy who awoke in the middle of the night. I am currently shooting a bunk bed with my brother, and I am on the top bunk. I look out into the living room and notice everything is dark, however there is a person in the evening gown dusting my fireplace mantle. The woman was slender which threw me off guard because my mom is obese. I yelled out "Mom" to the person dusting the counter, and the person turned around. It was not the face of my mum, but some older woman. Suddenly, she shrieks and her face becomes severely deformed. It was like that shit you see in a horror movie, like ridiculously scary, especially for a young kid. I blinked my eyes and she was gone. I somehow went back to bed, and the next morning, I went to my living room and noticed that even though the TV was off, there was something written on the screen. It said, "Do not be afraid. The text slowly faded and no one else saw it. As a young boy this was, and still is, extremely terrifying to me. I have four little cousins and who never got to meet my grandfather. He passed away before they were born. One morning, they ran downstairs for breakfast as they usually do. As my uncle was getting their food ready, one pointed to the fridge and said, That's him, that's my uncle, not thinking much of it, said who, and looked over. They were pointing at a picture of my grandfather that they never got to meet. My cousin responded, the man that comes and talks to us at night until we fall asleep sometimes. I worked night shift as a palliative care RN, a very big, very old nursing home. It's important to note that this home and the religious organization that ran it are currently part of the royal inquiry into the institution response for the abuse of children. The nurses that had worked there for 30 more years used to delight in telling younger staff when it was used to be a children's home, they used to bury children that died in the rose garden. The old rose garden was apparently under a newer wing of the home. At least four times in my two years of working there, we would have elderly, close to death patients wake, totally lucid and dead of the night, and ask us, please tell little girl to get out of my room, or please get that little boy out of the corner, he's looking at me. Being in this huge, dark, old, creepy building that had a very awful history and then that happening. Fuck that. I would never do my rounds alone when it happened. It was terrifying. It made my blood run cold and I'd get a friend to work with me the rest of the night. I was not the only person this happened to either, it was a regular occurrence. When I was in high school, my family had to move from Central Texas back to West Texas for my dad's job. We were under a lot of stress and other family issues at the time as well. That is besides the point. My sister and my mum were painting the upstairs walls as we got the house to get ready. My mum was on the wall to the far right, there was a blank wall in the middle and my sister was on the far left. I was downstairs packing up things into boxes. Anyway, suddenly my sister comes downstairs, she's older than me, looking scared out of her mind. She asks me to come upstairs. On the wall in between them for no apparent reason, this writing appeared. Looking closely enough, you can see it was not written by accident, but rather by broad strokes made by a human hand. Problem is, the handprint is too big for any of us three to make it. The longer we stayed in the room, the more freaked out we got as we realised that nobody was playing a prank on anyone else. I still have no explanation to this day of what it means. A few years ago, my brother would get a call on his cell phone around 2-3 to in the morning every night. He would answer it, and it was this hellish sounding noise, like static mixed with screams. He changed his cell number after a month of this and it stopped. Then after a week or so it began again, the exact same noise, exact same time. Finally one day he decided to back dial the call. It was an old man that had no clue what he was talking about. Still, the calls persisted. If he didn't answer it, it would call a few more times. No mesties were left. He decided to say screw it, ended his contract with his phone company, switched to a new one and he got another new number. You guessed it. The screaming static calls continued after a short delay. But this time he was terrified every night. Unsure why this was happening. He back dialed the number again and got a different person. Around this time he lost his job and his phone. The call stopped of course, his phone was disconnected now so one day my mom asks me to listen to this weird message she got on her home phone, it was the static screaming. We showed my brother and he was freaking out, he backed out the number again and it said the number was discontinued this time, he never heard it again after that. When my sister was young my parents got her a personal phone, a landline so that she could feel special. Yes, she was extra spoiled. It was a prepaid landline though, so basically no one could call in or out if she ran out of credit, much like a mobile phone. Anyway, every night at 3am her phone would ring. She said there was a man on the other line, and she'd get really scared and come running to my room. It escalated to the point that I asked her to please disconnect her phone before going to sleep because it was becoming extremely annoying to get woken up every single night by this person that calls her. To be honest, she was about 10 and I thought it was just these stupid, scary movies she liked to watch. Eventually, she just got rid of the phone. In any case, I recall this stopping a few years ago, we were talking about it and she confessed that her phone continued to ring even after she discontinued it, which is why she said she didn't want it anymore. She had no recollection of what the person on the other end was saying, or maybe she just completely blocked it out. My former teacher was home alone when she was a child at some point in the 70s probably. A man knocked on her door and she opened her main door but kept her screen door locked. He said he was from the gas company and wanted to talk to her parents. She told him that they weren't home and he without missing a beat tried to start forcing his way into the home. When he found the screen door to be locked he pulled out a fucking box cutter and started to cut through the screen. My teacher ran to hide in a clothes hamper in her parents closet. She said she sat there for about 10 minutes before the police arrived, thank god her neighbour saw everything and they called the police or she would probably be dead by now. Also to put the cherry on the freaking cake, they found the intruder hiding in the attic. A few weeks ago my girlfriend and I were sleeping together when I woke up to her saying what are you doing? She sometimes talks in her sleep but this sounded so coherent and urgent that it jolted me awake and I asked her what she was talking about. She then woke up and said she thought she saw someone at the end of the bed. Thinking it was just a dream or a semi-awake hallucination, we thought nothing of it and went back to sleep. About an hour later, I woke up and saw someone standing on the bed, with the sheets wrapped up and twisted to their neck. I didn't know what to do, but the first thing that came out of my mouth was, what are you doing? My girlfriend then woke me up. I had been dreaming the exact same thing she did, and said the exact same thing. When I was growing up, one of my best friends told me about a very creepy situation involving him, his younger brother, and a man in the window. When my friend and his little brother were younger, they shared a bedroom. They were some years apart, but this younger brother was born with a multitude of different health issues, including multiple sclerosis, and he confined to a wheelchair and cannot care for himself. So to keep an eye on him overnight when his parents couldn't, they shared a bedroom. One night my friend randomly woke up for no and particular reason and happened to glance over at his younger brother, but noticed something very startling. A strange silhouette of a man wearing a top hat looking in through the window behind his younger brother's crib. The first thing my friend did was jump up and turn the light on, then ran into his parents room to tell them what he had saw. When his parents came back into the room to investigate, his younger brother was having a seizure in his crib. A few of the family members say it was his younger brother's guardian angel standing in the window that night. My friend believes it was death. It's all pretty unsettling to me. My friend and a few of his colleague buddies were going on a ghost hunt and had heard about some graveyard where children murdered by their mother had been buried. The graveyard was located off the main road, so my friend parked his car on the side of the road and a group of maybe five to seven people I believe got out and followed a small path through the woods for a couple of minutes to get to the graveyard. Once there, nothing exciting happened for the first 10 minutes or so, and they had tried everything the website or wherever they had heard their story told them to do, with nothing resulting. They got bored and being typical, inebriated college kids started taunting the supposed ghost of the mother. This continued for a few minutes before they tired and decided to go back to the car as one of the girls had to go to the bathroom. Once I got back to the car, my friend, sober driver, tried opening the handle without unlocking the car because he hadn't locked it in the first place, but found it locked. He attributed this to a bad memory at the time. The group drove home laughing and talking like normal. After he had dropped off all the others at their homes, he went back to his own house. He got in the same time as one of his roommates who stopped and waited for him to pull in. The roommate had his phone out and shined a light in the window when his friend pulled in as a joke. What he saw was tiny baby sized handprints all over the windows. As soon as my friend got out, he went into the house without saying a word to his roommate. The roommate, confused, went back to the car and tried to rub off the handprints. They were on the inside of the window. To this day, my friend will not speak of his drive home after he dropped off his other friends and has since sold his car without ever driving it again. My best friend died of cancer back in 22, we were incredibly close every way and we spent the majority of our free time together. Almost a year after she died, I was in my apartment sleeping and my phone rang around 3am. I had one of those Sony Ericsson's. I was very groggy and picked up the phone from my nightstand and looked at it. I saw it was my friend's number. I immediately became alert and awake and answered the phone very curious. I said hello a few times but all I could hear was a very loud static for about 30 seconds. Eventually the call ended, at this point I was freaking out and called the number back only to get an automated recording that this number was out of service. I then called her mother's house to see if it was possible her older sister may have heard her friends hold phone and might have called me by accident, but there was no answer at my friend's mother's home. Come to find out the remaining family were away to Miami. After they came home a few days later, I took the phone to them and showed them the call log and they were in disbelief. He we went to my friend's room and got the phone out of the drawer where it had been sitting for months. Battery, stone cold dead. A man goes to bed and breakfast, while checking in the owner tells him that the room next to him is undergoing some repairs, so don't open the door or anything. The man goes to his room, drops off his things, but then is bored. He pokes around the house a little, and with nothing else to do, decides to see the room that needs repairing. He tries the door, and it's locked. He wonders why the owner would even bother warning him about this room since it's locked anyway. Whatever. He peeks through the keyhole, and the room beyond isn't actually being repaired. It's completely empty, except for a figure in the far side of the room sitting in a chair facing the wall. The man stands up again, creeped out just to make sure he wasn't imagining things. He bends down and looks through the keyhole again. This time he doesn't see the figure or the room at all, just the colour red, like someone was blocking the keyhole with construction paper. Weirded out, the man goes to bed. When he's at breakfast with the owner the next morning, the man asks him about the repairs in the next room. The owner sighs and says truthfully, I don't rent out that room because so many people have told me it's haunted by a ghost with red eyes. There was a hunter in the woods who after a long day hunting was in the middle of an immense forest. It was getting dark and having lost his bearings he decided to head in one direction until he was clear of the increasingly aggressive foliage. After what seemed like hours he came across a cabin in a small clearing, realising how dark it had grown. He decided to see if he could stay there for the night. He approached and found the door ajar. Nobody was inside. The hunter flopped down on a single bed, deciding to explain himself to the owner in the morning. As he looked around, he was surprised to see the walls adorned by many portraits, all painted in incredible detail. Without exception, they appeared to be staring down at him. Their features twisted into looks of hatred. Staring back, he grew increasingly uncomfortable. Making a concentrated effort to ignore the many hateful faces, he turned to face the wall, and exhausted, he fell into restless sleep. Face down in an unfamiliar bed, he turned, blinking at an unexpected sunlight. Looking up, he discovered that the cabin had no portraits, only windows. My house was built in 1904. It's a single-family home, wood-frame setting on a concrete block foundation. I have been living here for about 12 years, all of the weird things that my siblings and me have been seen or heard in this house, this one event is my favourite. This happened to my brother, about 10 years ago my brother and his best friend had started a garage band playing mostly Spanish rock, alternative music but in Spanish. His friends could only get together on Sunday afternoons, they would practice into the early evening, they would usually call it quits by 8pm, this was the time I usually showed up and went to bed. Cause I worked the graveyard shift. This happened in late fall, so the days were getting shorter, they had just finished a long session when the decision to head to someone else's house came about. My brother handed his car keys to his buddy so they could load up the equipment, everyone had filled out of the basement, the tricky part was that they needed to walk all the way to the back of the basement, up the back stairs through the kitchen doorway, down the hall, into the living room and out into the front porch. Everyone was outside sitting in my brother's truck waiting for him. My brother was walking up the back stairs when he remembered that he had left his pancakes in a to-go container sitting on a speaker in the basement. He made the decision to go back. Now the basement is not clean, with full sight of lines. There have been portrations made, and the boiler and main heating unit are right smack in the middle. So after my brother walks back, he is about to retrieve his food container when out of the corner of his eye he sees it. It's a shadowy figure. Right at his peripheral vision. This feeling of dread and uneasiness washed over my brother. We've been taught that if you're in the presence of a spirit or a ghost and you felt a bad vibe. To say a quick prayer or cuss at it. My brother chose the latter. He basically just told it to fuck off. My brother started to walk to the back of the basement and briskly up the stairs. Closing doors and turning off lights as he was walking out. The last light switch is on the opposite side of the front door. Luckily the door was open and the light from the street lamp was flooding the living room with its amber light. My brother said he felt something at his back but at no point did he turn around. As he flicked the last switch the living room went dark. As he stepped out he peeled on the door, closing it behind him. Still holding his food container in one hand, he jogged down a few porch steps. He walked towards the front gate, our house, which resides far from the main street, essentially having a large front yard but no rear garage. As he closed the gap between himself and his friend lad and truck, he kinda smiled and thought things over in his head, mad at himself for spooking out where there was no reason. He climbed into the driver's side of the truck, putting on his seatbelt and getting ready to put out the parking spot directly in front of the house, when one of his friends asked, ''Hey, wait, what about your brother? Isn't he coming with us?'' My brother answered, ''What do you mean?'' ''He went to work early tonight. He's already gone. Do you see his car anywhere?'' The question they asked, so then who was walking behind you when you were leaving the house? In my old house, I would be sitting on my computer listening to music on my iPod while playing World of War. Periodically at random times, the screen would flicker and my iPod's volume would adjust either up or down. I never thought anything of this until it continued to do so only in the house. Eventually I just said whatever, if it likes a song it likes a song however inside this house I have constant issues one of which would be me sleeping in my bed or living room depending on the night and waking up to a low grumbling sound feeling fear strike my heart and listening to the beat of my now panicked state I would try and move to wake up and see what is happening I couldn't not even my fingertips would move completely conscious and able to see silhouettes I hear and see my cat hiss and I can feel myself being moved as light shines over my eyes and I fall asleep again. This particular case, I remember waking up and seeing a man standing on this 100 foot tree in my backyard, real tall and slender. I muster up as much strength as I can, raise my hand up and give this guy the finger, after which I immediately fall back asleep with a thud. I hear my back door open on the second floor and my dogs start barking, whining from the I was 16 and 250 pounds, no one was moving me anywhere realistically speaking of course. Anyway, to this day I swear that that thing was an ET, because I saw it multiple times throughout my life, standing in the kitchen window which was 8 feet off the ground. And in the first house I ever lived in, I used to see him hidden in the bedroom window and he would talk to me, scariest shit I've ever experienced. Ended when I moved out of my last house, I'm now 21. During Hurricane Gustav in 08, I think, I evacuated to a church in Baton Rouge with a friend and his family. At the same time, there was an entire nursing home's worth of old people staying in the church. My friend, his family and myself all shared one room together. In this church, there was a bathroom that was large, similar to something that would be in an elementary school. A few stalls and a trough of urinals. One night during the storm, my friends and I make a trip to the bathroom. The lights had since gone out, middle of a hurricane and all. The church had a musty eerie feel to it, kind of like when you turn off the AC in a house for a few days. The area surrounding the church was also dead quiet, since there was no electricity in the area. The bathroom was several halls over from our room, so we grabbed our flashlights and set out. While walking down one long hall, we shone our flashlights ahead, and there, at the end of the hall, sat an old man in a wheelchair in the middle of the night with no one around now this hall was incredibly long so we could make him out but we couldn't really see his facial features once we grasped what we had saw we turned and looked at each other semi freaked out then we turned our flashlights back to where he was and there was nothing there it was as if he had vanished no signs no sound nothing needless to say we hauled ass back to the room Okay, this happened to me when I was a junior in high school and it had just started snowing that evening. My best friend and I were in debate and getting ready for our state qualifiers. They were the next day. We were writing our cases and as usual at each other's throats over the details of the cases. It was a stressful tense evening. We finally finished our cases at about 3am. Then we went to my room for the night. Almost as soon as we get into my room We hear what sounds like the water turning on at the other end of the house. No big deal, I think. My parents probably. Then we hear the front door open. I told her I bet my mum woke up and wanted some fresh air. It made sense. I really thought that's what it was. Until we heard incredibly heavy footsteps in my living room, headed for my room. They were not anyone in my family's footsteps. They then stopped. My friends and I looked at each other and we were both freaked out, just standing frozen in my room. We walked closer to each other and the footsteps started again, but this time they were running towards us. We both flipped, we grabbed each other's hands out of fear and my bedroom door flew open. We both looked at the door. Nobody was there. We ran to the bathroom that's connected to my room and closed and locked the door and stood against it. When we finally got the balls to do it, we sprinted to my parents' room, crying and hysterical. We obviously startled my parents awake. They said neither of them had gotten up, but my dad grabbed his gun and looked outside. No tracks in the snow anywhere around the house. Thank you all for listening. I hope you're all taking good care of yourselves and taking safe precautions. And as always, I'll see you all in the next one. Thank you for listening.